Hello, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm David Owen. Student assessment, or testing, is how educators can determine whether or not a student is learning what he or she needs to learn to move closer to that goal of a success-filled life. But making that determination isn't always easy, or in some cases helpful, in reaching that stated goal. With me now to help us better understand the issue is Cobb School District's Director of Assessment and Personalized Learning, Lori Horn. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Assessments have been a hot topic of discussion here in Georgia lately, and some discussion has revolved around standardized tests and the time that it takes, and some around the methods of of how those standard tests are taken. Uh, Can you help us sort it all out by uh, just starting with the very basic question, why does my student need to be tested? I think it's important first to talk about the various types of assessment. So assessment could mean it's a one question, quick, formative assessment, and we have taught a lesson and we need to understand whether the student understood those concepts and Mm -hmm. understand that skill. And that would be considered assessment. That could also go to the other extreme of standardized assessments where Mm -hmm. students are is more of our typical high stakes tests where students are sitting in a very secure testing environment. Um, with, you know, for a couple of hours taking an assessment. Do with the bubble sheet and that sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of the contrast between a bubble sheet like a, an SAT type test uh, versus the what we used to call in, in the uh, ancient days uh, the Friday pop quiz, right? Is that a Correct. fair analogy? Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to take you back to the Stone Ages, but um, what standardized tests are students taking now? I know that that seems to be kind of the big focal point nowadays. And it seems like I, I've got several kids in various levels of school, and it seems like there is a standardized test around the corner, if not in process, just about every month. Can you give us an insight on how many types of different standardized tests our, our students have to take? Sure. So the most familiar standardized test that most parents are familiar with, um, that our listeners will be familiar with, is the milestones assessment. So that mm-hmm. consists of both the end of grade assessment for our elementary and middle school students and our end of course test, which is um, designed for high school courses. Okay. And those are the ones that uh, Cobb School District is trying to ask the state of Georgia to replace. Is that correct? With that is correct. DTLS? It, that's system? correct. Okay. All right. And I understand you have a little something to do with that application process. Just a little. Okay. <laughs> and just for the audience member, she has to fill out all sorts of paperwork on uh, how that might might actually happen and so forth. So um, we have those standardized tests. Are there any others? I know. Um, the different levels have different types of tests? Correct. So we also have a um, Georgia Alternative Assessment for students with significant cognitive disabilities. These are students who are not able to take the milestones assessment, so they take the alternative assessment, mm-hmm. the GAA, in uh, replace of the milestones. Okay, for the special needs students. With the, Yes, those with the most significant cognitive disabilities. Okay, all right. So it's usually around 1% of the population. Uh-huh. We also have G-Kids, which is our Georgia kindergarten um, assessment, and it is a a through-the-year assessment of developing skills, and it's given in a one-on-one 
setting and, and teachers fill that out throughout the year through an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much a, um, a formative assessment throughout the year where you get a report at the end of the year regarding all of those developmental skills students should have by the end of kindergarten. We also have um, the Iowa, which is a um, skills assessment that's given in elementary grade three and grade five. Um, as well as seventh grade. Okay. Um, and then we also have a COGAT assessment, which is a cognitive abilities test, um, which is given in elementary and uh, middle schools as well. Okay. And those, uh, the Iowa and the uh, COGAT are used for what purposes? They, they give us a great deal of information. Um, we use that information. It tells us where the students are scoring um, compared to other similar students of that age that take the assessment across the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does um, give us information, specific skills for reading, for writing, um, as well as for science and social studies. Okay. Now, of all these standardized tests, who determines what tests are taken? I mean, uh, I've seen on uh, social media discussions about pros and cons of each of the different types of tests. It seems like people think almost that it's the school district making all these decisions. Can you sort that out and tell us who who decides who takes the the COGAT? Who decides who takes the uh, the milestones? Is it, can you elaborate on that? Sure. The vast majority of our standardized and these high stakes tests are mandated by the state. Mm -hmm. So we are required to give them by the state and we have to ensure that students are participating in that um, assessment Um, in grades three through five for elementary, grades six through eight at um, middle school and then the various um, courses at high school level. Okay, these standardized tests also use up a pretty good amount of time, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, it seems like uh, my elementary kids will do standardized testing for even over a week at times. Is that the milestones situation? Correct. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So for a fourth grader who will be taking, so third and fourth grade, third grade takes ELA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's English language English arts. language arts. Right. And fourth grade takes English language arts and math. Fifth grade will take English language arts, math, science, and social studies. So for each of those assessments as a fourth grader, the ELA assessment is given over three days. Mm -hmm. And it is usually um, under two hours for a typical student um, on each of those days. And the math assessment is also given over multiple days. It's a two-day assessment. They take section one on one day and section two on another day. For fifth grade... They have those same five days of testing for Mm -hmm. English language arts as well as math. Um, But for science, that's an additional day of assessment and social studies is another day of assessment. Okay, so it really is over a week for the fifth graders. For fifth graders, it's more than a week. So you've got seven days of assessments. Okay, so uh, going back to the CTLS thing that that you've been so involved in in, uh, Filling out forms for and uh, I, I presume uh, writing text for as well. If that truly is accepted by the, the state, I presume, on replacing the milestones, that would give us a whole lot of instructional time back, wouldn't it? It would. It would allow us to to assess students throughout the throughout the full school year. Currently, mm-hmm. students will begin elementary school students will begin testing the week following spring break. So that Wednesday, which I believe is April tenth, mm-hmm. they will begin um, testing. And so with a with a 
CTLS assess and using um, the assessments that we have developed as a district, we would be able to test students throughout the year up until um, the end of May. Along the way, not necessarily Correct. dedicating a whole day for it and all that. So, Correct, and, and teachers are already assessing students in that manner. Students, Teachers aren't depending on this standardized test to let them know whether students have mastered a standard. Teachers are, we have great teachers, and they are, um, they are assessing students along the way, using that data formatively to inform their instruction, reteaching when they need to. They're doing this work already. And, you know, that's a, a good point, because uh, if we did wait for the standardized test scores to come back, <laughs> by that time, the kids are already out of school, right, for the most part? Correct. Okay. Well, I, I've allowed us to get a little bit off track. I apologize for that. Uh, the title of this podcast was about how to get the student ready for testing. So let me bring us back there. What if, and, and this is maybe the opposite of getting them ready for testing, what if what if a parent and or their student don't want to be subjected to standardized testing? What What then? They need to have some conversations with their school, with the principal, with their testing coordinator um, to let them know what the concerns are, um, what options um, there may be to alleviate um, anything that may be of concern. If it's test anxiety, some things that we can put in place to assist the student. I would think anxiety would rank right up there, right? It does. We see more and more students with test anxiety. It, um, you know, outwardly and inwardly, they they feel a lot of pressure. Our students feel a lot of pressure from these um, high stakes tests, and and um, parents certainly understand that um, and feel that, and and teachers do as well. So having those conversations so that we can better understand what the concerns and needs of the students are ahead of the test is really important. It seems to me that. Uh not avoiding the test, but actually helping the student understand the purpose of the test is so important to learn that life skill of dealing with the anxiety, right? Right. So in, in assessment, it's not it's not going to end once you finish school. So mm -hmm. even as an adult, we are continually assessed formatively um, in our jobs. If you're in a post-secondary mm -hmm. um, and in college, you're you're continuing to be assessed. So it's important to to be able to manage those test anxiety and that um, and those those feelings. Certainly, feel like there's a certain level of test anxiety that every individual experiences, but. Being able to manage that is important. I know um, students go and take their driving test. It's a driving test. It is. It is. It is a high stakes test, particularly if yeah, if you're wanting to drive. <laughs> so, well, drive safely also. Correct. Right? So very important. Um, and and I think it could be a high stakes test for parents and students mm -hmm. um, in that regard. So being able to manage those um, feelings of anxiety, any um, concerns leading up to that, is important. Testing is. It's hard. It's not a cakewalk, but that's kind of the way life is. And we just need to, to learn how to deal with that. The, um, the CTLS system is a system that helps us understand what students know along the way. And it does so in a much lower pressure environment, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So students are taking, teachers can make a determination when students, they feel students are ready for mm -hmm. that assessment. Um, if they have taught a lesson and it, it really appears that students don't have a, a good grasp of that concept, mm -hmm. they can press pause 
and continue um, and teach it in a different way and come back um, another day and continue with that assessment. Okay. Well, is there anything else that, that you would suggest we can address here for the sake of uh, students coping with testing, whether it be uh, the uh, end of course tests or uh, milestones or, or what have you? I think the really important thing to understand is we have the best teachers in Cobb uh-huh. and our students will be prepared for the assessment. They don't need to stress and try to cram at the last minute for these assessments. That pressure does, um, the students don't need to have to deal with, with those pressures. They will be prepared for the assessments. Um, it's important that they are getting a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm that they have an opportunity to eat a meal before or um, when they're at home or by the time they get to school or when they get to school um, ahead of the assessment and, and just making sure that we're trying to reduce reduce their anxiety as much as possible mm-hmm. um, ahead of the assessment. Parents understanding when uh, various tests are given is also an important piece to this, particularly if you're talking about milestone, because that schedule looks a little different every year. Mm-hmm. This year, it will look very different um, than previous years um, because students will be taking the assessment online. And so we've established the testing calendar for elementary and middle school um, instead of all grades take in the English language arts assessment on the same days. And we have actually split that up so that third grade takes it on over the course of um, one set of days, fourth grade takes it over the course of another set of days, and then fifth grade is yet another set of days. So it, it is very different than what we've done in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, in, in working with principals and in a committee to establish the um, testing schedule, we feel that it will be that it will help students and and may reduce some of those anxieties where they feel such pressure with high stakes tests. And with any luck, uh, next year will be radically different, uh, perhaps even just using the CTLS scores, right? Great. That would be our goal for students to be able to be assessed throughout the school year without having an end of the year high stakes test that the test scores come back well after Mm -hmm. instruction has ended. And those tests might happen to coincide with the the student feeling bad or, or some other element in life that distracts them. And so it's not really a good measure at that particular moment in that that particular student's life to uh, measure what they know. Correct. All right. right. Well, we've been listening to the Director of Assessment and Personalized Learning, Lori Horn. Lori, thank you so much for taking the time to to join us in the podcast. Thank you for having me. And you can learn more about assessments and personalized learning by visiting the district website at www.cobk12.org. And select departments at the top menu, and then, you guessed it, assessments and personalized learning from that menu. You'll find lots of information there. Also, this podcast can be found in more and more places. We're not only on iTunes and Stitcher, but now we're on Spotify and even Google Music. If you found these podcasts helpful in any way, or you would like to suggest a topic, feel free to drop me an email at david.owen at cobk12.org. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.